0: Cool. Hey, this is Patrick from Ghost Travelers Podcast. You are listening to part 2 of our interview with Scott Porter. Scott is with Tennessee Wraith Chasers, Ghost Asylum and Haunted Towns. I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. You know what you brought something up I thought was pretty important is that you're right there there's two different phases, you know, either one you're doing an investigation for an individual or for an entity, you know, like a uh-huh. uh, university, whatever you're, you're doing it on behalf of. And then there's just that experience for yourself. Uh-huh. Uh, I have in complete agreement uh-huh. with you. I know when, uh, when Ghost Travelers goes out, you know, we have two different kinds of investigations. You know, one we're doing for somebody, and then for us, just trying to get answers. And when we do that for just trying to get answers, the best tool is your own senses. I mean, your body is, is probably the, the best piece of equipment you can have out there. Uh, you're not going to be able to, you know, sometimes look at it as evidence to others to try to prove your experience that you had. But if you're really seeking out answers for yourself, you know, that's some of the, the best the best times you're going to be out there. You know, there's
1: that, that's one of the things that I used to always say is that, you know, I love to go out and have those personal experiences for my own validation because I feel like we we keep our nose and our eyeballs stuck to these gadgets so much that we don't see the things that happen around us or the things that come to visit us because we're too busy looking at the data or looking at the data collection. Now, you know, I like to take and put those devices away and just experience the location and what I'm feeling, what I'm smelling, what I'm hearing. Um, I enjoy doing that. What I what I enjoy even more about that is when I go to a place that I'm not familiar with, I go in, go in blind. And so you've not done the research on it. You've not, you know, you're not checked out the history yet. You know, this is, this is for your own personal use. And, and to have someone take me to a location that I have never been to, that I've never experienced, I don't know anything about it and turn me loose and say, okay, you tell me what you feel, tell me what you see, tell me what you hear, tell me what, what, what draw, where are you drawn to? And then just kind of wipe your, wipe everything out of your mind, wipe your emotions away, wipe everything away, open yourself up and just see where it takes you. And, um, you know, I've, i did this in Hawaii and, you know, I had never been to Oahu and I went to, uh, uh Stephanie and I went to a, an ancient site. Uh, we were taken there by our good friend, Lopaka, uh, who lives in Hawaii. He's a kahuna. And, um, And we didn't know where we were going. We were traipsing through the jungle and and had no clue where we were headed to. Actually, I think at one point in time I looked up, uh, I looked at Stephanie and I said, Do you think he's taking us up here to kill us? Would tell us just give us little bits and pieces like that's interesting or that's intriguing or that makes sense or something like that and so we have to draw information out now we had not done any, you know, any research so it was kind of cool but what we found out was the area we were drawn to behind this ancient ruin was where an even more ancient temple had stood and the only way that you would know it was there was to go back in there and look in the ground of the jungle, and you could see the outline of the foundation. So there was there was an actual temple there. And then when I said I said, well, what is the deal with me wanting to go off down the mountain on over here through the jungle, down that way? And he said, well, he said that is where that's a night marcher trail. That's where uh, the uh, the spirits would march. Uh, you know. And on certain moon phases and march down those trails. It was the warrior trail that they would go on. And he said, that's very funny that you would say that you wanted to go in that particular area because that's the only area that that comes up through this.
0: Say funner, but do you find that you uh, enjoy the experience more when you are open to it and you're not preloaded with information, and you're going out and just in experiencing it rather than going to some place that is popular, as in a you know a haunted place, you know, uh, for the way everybody's going through. They're they're selling tickets, you know, so you could go you could go in and, and rent a place for, you know, three hours at a time, either with your uh-huh. group or by yourself, or just going out, like you're, you explained that, you know, experience in Hawaii, where they didn't pre, pre-front, you know, the information in front of you, you're just going into the space and experiencing it, and then they would validate what you were experiencing.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 love, I love going in blind. I love going in and not knowing, um, you know, and, and when I'm doing that, that's you know that's for my own personal research. You know, if if I'm going to go into a location that we know has a story, or we know that there's something going on there that many people have experienced, in those situations, I like to do the research, do the research to kind of find those little Easter eggs that connect the story. So you know, in other words, it's like if you go and you look at you know 10 or 15 years worth of investigations that have occurred at a location so let's just use a location that everyone would know so like like Waverly Hills so let's say you've had people going to Waverly Hills for many many years and they've had certain experiences in certain areas and if you can go back and you can you can look at that data and then you go in and you look at the historical record and you can find something in the historical record that directly reflects what people what an element of what people have experienced in a specific location or a specific area of the hospital or a specific interaction, then you've got a connection that says that there's something that occurred here at this time frame that is still replaying or still interacting with living humans in this day and age when nothing should be. So it 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 depends on the situation, you know. uh, I enjoy both path of discovery for myself i have to i have to enjoy going in blind much more
0: you uh, scott do you participate or conduct uh, paranormal investigations on behalf of a family or a business that requests you to come in and take a look and maybe validate what they're experiencing
1: you know i i haven't done that in a long time uh we used to do it quite often i used to do it a lot myself individually too. People would call me and tell me that they had this going on and ask me if they had any type of history. You know, and so research research is always fun. You know, there's people people look at it and and they want to talk to people and get scratched the surface and get a few stories or they want to go and look at newspaper clippings or something like that. But, you know, many of these stories, uh, you have to do a lot of dick and it takes time. Uh, and and when when we made the transition from I don't mind helping. Uh, but I'm, I'm very cautious of that because there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ulterior motives out there. If, if, for was the lack of a better way to put it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're, people were, you know, purposely looking to being able to draw attention to their business, you know, if they can claim a haunting, you know, the, there's definitely some alternative motives out there for some organizations and, but there's nothing more, you know, uh, it makes you feel good if you can go in and help a family, you know, two different It really aspects. does. You know, and if you can shed some light on something and give somebody some pointers and tips on how to live with something or cope with something or, or how to, you know, just to get it to leave
1: you alone. You know, I mean, there's there's been times when I've had stuff at my house. Uh, you know, people always ask me one of the big questions, does anything ever follow you home? And I'm like, well, yeah, there's been situations where I think that I have had something follow me in. And uh you know, and i I've, I've told it if it doesn't want to cook and clean and do laundry, it needs to go <laughs> <laughs> but uh but i mean there's there's things about you know you have you, you have you know prime domain over your your home you know where your your place of domicile, you're where you live, where you hang your toothbrush and so um, you know if you if you tell whatever's there that it's not welcome, it needs to leave it's, it's, it's got to go you know some people inadvertently open themselves. to have something attached or be connected you know spiritual attachments are not as frequent as what people think but you know they they do exist they do happen Uh, but most of the time it's just something wanting to get your attention you know something just random a lot of times it's just something passing through you know looking for a home I mean you think about us as as living entities you know we roam about we go to different places we go visit people in their home we go we go to the store we go to these different businesses. Tell you from doing investigations on our show that we've experienced, you know, spirits in one location and then experienced the same spirit in another location. So there's no doubt in my mind that they are they are mobile. You know, they can move around, Uh, possibly much more efficient than what we can.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, what have you been up to lately? You know, what's been keeping you busy?
1: Oh my gosh, I am still digging into some of my uh, my Hawaii experience. You know, are still on that journey. Uh, you know, we've we've I've been on the road filming the show. Uh, you know, as far as that goes, and so the, the the show starts back up. Haunted Town starts back up June 21st on Travel Channel. Uh, so we'll be uh, we'll be that'll be airing uh, starting then, and then uh, you know for myself and 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 for my personal research, Steph and I've been still digging into our Hawaii adventure, and and what it is that's drawing us there, and uh, and doing a lot more research with, with our, our, our Hawaii family. Uh, so that's been, that's been one of the big things that we've been working on uh, and, and keeps us quite busy. But um, it's, uh, that's, that's some of the stuff that I've been working on. I mean, we've got, uh, I've got some events coming up too that I've been working on and some appearances I've been working on. So that's, that keeps me busy right now. Uh, not to mention working on the farm and, and rolling hay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, you, you, you brought up your show did the group Tennessee Wraith Chasers how, how did you guys come together
1: oh my gosh well we've all known each other well we've all known or knew about each other for many many years I think probably Dougie and I have known each other the longest um, I, where my church that I went where I was church at Chris's grandfather was the pastor and so I was always extremely close with his grandfather and grandmother knew them you know, all my life uh, they, were, they were just like family Chasey was the youngest of the bunch, and he kind of, he kind of, he started hanging out with me years ago when we'd all just hang around in town. And so, you know, we'd all known each other or knew of each other, and we'd all kind of went our different ways. And then uh, Chris had had an opportunity to be on Ghost Stars Academy, and so he went and did, I think, an episode or two of that. And then they couldn't work out his return, so he decided, you know, he either decided or something happened, and he came back to Tennessee and started his own ghost hunting, you know, or a paranormal research team, uh, with some guys that he worked with at the newspaper. And so they were going and, and, and slipping into graveyards at night or, or abandoned homes or whatever and investigating, you know, the the way that a lot of people try to start out. that that's not the most savory of ways to do it. So it's not it's not legal, you're trespassing, you know, you're mm-hmm. you're not you're not you're doing you're you're bringing about a bad look upon the paranormal community when you do this. So don't do that that's what they were doing, and Chris ran into Doogie at the hospital, because Doogie was at the hospital at the time, and, and they were talking about Chris being on the show, and Doogie's interest in the paranormal, and my interest in the paranormal, and so Chris asked Doogie to join up, to to, to come back together to do the, uh, to do be part of TWC. Of course, Chris and Doogie knew each other from the gym, and I knew Chris from the gym when Doogie and I used to work out together, and so... Uh, Doogie gave me a call, or I called Doogie. We were talking, and he was telling me about it, and and asked me if I would want to join up and do it as well. Because, um, I mean, Doogie had had situations in his house where we'd sit around, and we were watching Ghost Hunters and those shows back in the day, and and uh, Doogie had experiences there, had things going that I witnessed, and we always said that we should set up cameras and try to catch it, but we never did. We just you know went on our way. But when he called me, he said, you know, he said, hey, would you want to do this with us? And I'm like, yeah, man. And so, you know, I was the one who was able to bring the business and legitimize it as far as an actual business, and and establish the business structure and all that. So it kind of like it all worked out. And so we came together and, and started doing investigations legitimately and, and taking cases, and then going back and presenting evidence, um, and, and and making an evaluation on what we had gathered and compared to what people were experiencing. And so. That's kind of where we started from, and people, you know, kept wanting to go with us, and so we eventually just said, "Okay, well, well, we'll charge a little bit and let people go with us." And from that point on, it was born that we were we were doing events and stuff, and it grew from there. And then
0: TV came calling, and they asked us to do it on TV, and here we are today. <laughs> wow! Yeah, it's, it's interesting to hear how that evolved. You know, uh, from your oh. from your personal experience all the way to. You know being on the television Mm -hmm. it's interesting how it all come together and you know and to
1: think that you know it was not something being on tv was not something that we were after you know it was not something that we wanted you know we were perfectly happy in our careers and 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 doing our thing and and just enjoying the hunt and enjoying the interaction enjoying the 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 uh experiencing the, the things that we experienced. And then it just it kind of evolved from there. So uh, you have a lot of people who their their sole desire is to be on TV, and that wasn't us. I mean, we didn't really care to be on TV. We just wanted to – we did it for the love of the paranormal.
0: Well, I can tell you – so we've known each other now for a little over a year. Um, yes. And I would say when, when we met up and we got to talk, you know, uh, PJ, myself, and you and Chris – um, mm-hmm. It did not come across whatsoever. About if somebody didn't know you being on TV, they never would have guessed it, because you're a right. genuine individual who just has an interest in the paranormal. And we were just geeking out, talking about the paranormal. And, and your your stardom uh, never came up one time.
1: And uh, no, I, I mean, that's that's not that's the thing is that you know so many people who are involved in television. You know, it, it's, it's kind of what defines them. And, and for, for us, for me, you know, that, I don't want that to define me. That's just, that's a job. You know, that's, at this point in time, you know, the TV is a job. And it's just like anyone else that does a job. The only difference is, is people get to watch me do my job. Uh, and it just so happens that something that I enjoy turned into a job. So, you know, the, the, the part is, like you said, it's just when we sat there and just talked, you know, like it was two geeks that were, that were curious about the paranormal,
0: you know, just comparing stories and, and comparing notes, excuse me. No, it, it was nice. For those who don't know, we were at a paranormal convention together. Uh, Ghost Travelers had a, a booth set up, and, and Porter and Chris had the, their own booth set up, and, mm-hmm. and we brought two different aspects in it because we do more of the uh, – Paranormal investigations for family and businesses, and being able to, you know, either we'd come over to your table and talk, or you were coming over to our table to talk when we had a break, and uh-huh. it was just really nice to, you know, talk to different aspects of the paranormal community and and just talking about the paranormal. Nothing else got we're involved, you know. I think yeah. you're you're probably one of the most down to earth people that uh, I've ever come across.
1: Oh well, thank you so much. I mean. I, you know, I tell everybody, I'm I'm just an old farm boy at heart that that went out and got a little a little bit of education, and <laughs> uh, and then you know just was doing my thing, you know, and then just try to apply it across the board to, to my hobbies and the things that I enjoy doing and have a true passion in. And, and anyway, it's, it's like I said, the the television doesn't define me. I am who I am, and when TV's long gone, I'll still be me, no matter what I'm at or what I'm doing. And you know, I, I enjoy talking to people about their experiences and. my
0: pants on just like everybody else one leg at a time now and so you were mentioning earlier you know uh the you know the your commitment to the tele, you know the tv is is there but you're carrying on what you know your experience that happened in hawaii with you and stephanie are uh, are, you, are you enjoying that just as much you know to, to be able to do that together
1: oh my gosh yeah i mean that was you know that was one of those things where it was unexpected you know it's it's an ongoing story that that is still evolving and there's a very very uh, I think there's a there's a, a big message in it that we're still trying to figure out um, and and every 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 down and then you know like, like when when we were on the island and we started having dreams and it was funny because she would have a dream I would have a dream and wake up, first thing I'd say would be, you know, it'd be like, I had the strangest dream last night. She so would really, me too. And then we'd start talking about our dreams. And it was almost as if we were both dreaming about the same thing, but from each individual aspect. But each other, we were not in each other's dreams. There's only a couple dreams where we were in each other's dreams. And, and it was interesting that we both shared so much similarities to what our dreams were when we were in each other's dreams. Um, But these were, if you've never been to Hawaii and experienced it from a spiritual aspect, then you are missing out. The islands are definitely alive. There is something to be said about the energy being ancient in Hawaii. Um, Of all the places that I've been, I have never felt something like I felt there. To come back and, and still be dreaming and having dreams or messages that come to me in dreams that I, I go back and tell me you all know, my friends in Hawaii like hey listen I heard this phrase or this happened what does that mean uh, I saw this symbol on our stone or I was given this shell or this you know, what does this mean and then to find out that there's a very very huge you know significant piece of culture that is connected to this thing that I had no clue of, uh, and, and, and how does that come in the dream? How, what is the connection? So, you know, we're still learning and, and, and finding out what this course is for us and how it affects each of us individually, uh, how it affects us as, as, as a couple together, uh, and, and trying to figure out what's, you know, what's coming out of it. You know, we've, I had never in my wildest dreams thought that I would visit Hawaii, uh, than I did when we filmed uh, the show for Ghost Asylum on Kauai and then went back you know this this year I've I've already been to Hawaii twice and I'm going back in July I'll do my third trip and we're already talking about another trip after that Uh, so I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would be making that many trips to Hawaii Uh, but each trip we learn more about you know what we're experiencing uh, you know, we get together and we, we have, at our events, we, we, had, we do talk about our, our experience. Um, we actually just went on a cruise, had a fan cruise to Bermuda, myself and, and Steph and, and
0: Tim Weisberg. And when we were on the cruise, we, we, we spoke about many of our dreams and
1: our experiences from Hawaii one of those that just, when you tell it to people, you you almost look at their faces and they're in disbelief, and just as we are. But um, we're working on doing a spiritual retreat to Hawaii that we're going to sell tickets to. Uh, But it's not going to be like a regular convention where you go around and get autographs and tables. This is going to be a convention where you go and you experience ancient Hawaiian ceremonies you experience the culture, and it's going to be kind of a, a learning-type convention that you can go to and experience the spiritual aspect of it that you, you might not otherwise get to experience because it's, it's very difficult to get access to the
0: people that carry on these traditions. Wow. Well, if you need somebody to hang out with, uh, give me a call. That, that, would, that sounds like a fun trip. <laughs> For sure. Well, it's you, a
1: beautiful place.
0: I, I bet. I've, uh, as, as you know, uh, I'm retired military and I had an opportunity to take my wife, Amy, uh, to Hawaii twice, you know, uh, at Hickam Air Force Base. I had to go out there for a uh, couple of times and we were able to go out there as a family, you know, her and I. And then we brought her her mom and her dad and we thoroughly enjoyed it. But like you were saying, we tried to do, to discover things that were not on the vacation roadmap. Right. But, right. You know what I mean? Just to have uh, more of a personal experience. And um, when we were out there, my uh, my in-laws, Beverly and Roger, got to uh, redo their vows. And Uh, man, in that setting and that moment, it felt very spiritual. It was just a very, very happy moment. And uh, that's something I'll never forget. But yeah, we really enjoyed Hawaii when we were out there.
1: It's amazing. I mean, if you if you open yourself up the way that we did, and you know, I, I think that for us it's a very unique experience that that we just we, we don't understand why why us why why she was chosen to have this experience. You know, you know, a uh, Irish girl from you know Massachusetts and me, a southern boy
0: of Tennessee. You know, we don't understand why us because we don't really have a solid connection to polynesian culture
1: or to hawaii and so you know we're still learning that but but it's amazing to to have the experience and be able to share it and having now been you know embraced by many of the hawaiian people uh you know upon hearing our story and hearing what we're experiencing and 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 understanding what we're going through and and meeting us you know it's it's almost as if they've completely adopted us you know, it's, it's, we see things from a different light now. You know, it's it's it's, um, it's it's really changed. It's changed both of us a whole lot, and and but we're still trying to find out what all is to come, and to try to share that with everyone else because we feel like there's a message coming uh, from from this these interactions that that is most likely going to be a job for us to get across to people. So I, I don't know. We'll figure it out, or at least we'll get some ideas, and then we'll we'll pass it
0: along. Nice. Well, Scott, if there if people want to get to know you a little bit better and find out some more information on your events or where you're going to be, uh, where where would you suggest they go?
1: You know, I'd say, like if you go to Facebook, you can find me there uh, at uh, at Porter TWC or uh, at TWC Porter. Uh, you can look me up at Scott Porter on Facebook as well. I've got a I've got a fan page and a uh, and a personal uh, page that. Uh, have similar pictures on but uh, I just I had both because I couldn't have over 5,000 friends and the other one you can have as many followers or likes as you want so that's why I have two of those uh, if you go to Instagram you can find me at um, it's at Porter TWC and it was the Scott Porter uh, if you go to uh, Twitter it's the same thing at Porter TWC uh, if you get on there you can find my website so you can find you can contact me there uh, you can keep up with my escapades and all that fun stuff uh all of my events are listed on the uh, facebook on my facebook business page you can see my event list
0: there where i'm going to be going next um and
1: so that that can uh that help shed a little light on that because this year i'm going to be at uh, in october i'm going to be at the little traverse bay ParaFest in traverse uh, traverse city michigan uh i'm going to be at the gettysburg battlefield bash uh that's um that's uh, july 26 to 28 Uh, Of course, the Hawaii Paracon this year is July 19th, 20th, and 21st. I'll be in in Honolulu, Hawaii. And then uh, just next week I'll be in Mineral, Virginia uh, with John Tenney and Stephanie uh, at the Dunlora uh for what we're gonna do is called a spirit soirée. So if you want tickets to that you can you can jump on there and see the link and click on it and get tickets to that event too. Uh we've still got some tickets left but what we're gonna do is we're gonna have everybody bring or try to dress up as many as they will dress up in their twenties attire and try to do a recreation and see if that entices the spirits to interact with us more. So not only is it an event to do an investigation, but you can actually be part of a larger experiment.
0: Well, Scott, we thank you for your time uh, today. You were very generous, and uh, it was great talking to you again. And uh, hopefully, we can get together again and just kind of geek out on conversations about the paranormal.
1: Absolutely, man. I would love to. Love to.
0: Thanks for having me on the show. All right. Thanks, Scott. Thank you, Scott, for joining us here at Ghost Travelers Podcast. I would ask everybody to join Porter and the rest of the Tennessee Race Chasers. On June 21st on the Travel Channel at 10 Eastern 9 Central as their new episodes start this season. If you want to know more about Ghost Travelers Podcasts, follow us on Instagram, Ghost Travelers Podcast. You can also contact us by ghosttravelerspodcast at gmail.com. That is ghosttravelerspodcast at gmail.com. Also, follow ghost travelers. Ghost Travelers can be found on Facebook. For those that are listening to our episode on whatever platform that you're listening to, please give us a rating and let your friends know about it. Thank you.